How are you doing? I'm doing good. My whole family is in Iceland and we haven't been together since 2019. So it's it's pretty nice. It's a full house, but it's still very nice. So lovely. Yeah. I'm kind of envious. Yeah. Like my dad is like, he loves the little annoying projects. So he's around just doing, you were over this morning and you mm-hmm. saw like, he's installing a new uh, doorbell, um, which is just like, actually much more complicated than you would think yeah. like he's upgrading like all of the i don't know like the car need to be upgraded like the technology part of it i don't know don't ask me i <laughs> you're clearly so over not my, that involved in no, this project it's over my head like but all the little nitty-gritty projects he's just started them all within two days of being here and yeah like he was cleaning the windows this afternoon and family oh, of go-getters yes i guess so how have you been i've been good um I had an Icelandic class today okay and like I promised last week I've come with a phrase that I would like to share with you because out with it it's hilarious and I'm going to read it to you and I want you to guess what it could possibly mean okay I'm going to read it in Icelandic and then I'm going to read I'm going to translate it to English and then I just want you to think what it might mean because it's not it's not that clear okay Nú detta mér allar dauðar lís úr höfði. So in English it means <laughs> all the dead lice, lice fall from my head. Mm. So what do you think that means, Sonia? You're in dead. What, no. In what context would you use this phrase? You're smelly. No. Stinking. <laughs> very, very smelly. No? You need to check your personal hygiene. <laughs> no, it just means, wow, I'm really surprised. I'm so surprised that all the dead lice from my head have fallen out. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine? So you can add that to your vocab <laughs> your vocab list. And I'm looking forward to hearing you. I think you someone use that. would just run away from me if I said that. <laughs> You'd be like, that sounds like an issue. You think you should go and <laughs> seek professional help. <laughs> oh um, Impa taught you this, your aunt? Yeah, my aunt. She promised me she has apparently loads. I've got a couple, but I'm going to save them. I'm going to I'm going to sprinkle them in. Yeah. But I just find it hilarious. I found that one particularly funny. She said that's her favorite. So, you know, Icelandic is going well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really enri- enriching my vocab here. Good to hear. So we we've both been talking and it seems like we wanted to have just a fun episode where you get to know us a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have a bunch of random questions that we want to ask each other mm-hmm. and thought this would just be just like a light-hearted, fun episode. Loosely based on our experience in Iceland, but not really. Yeah. Just an opportunity to kind of, yeah, get to know us a little bit. Yeah. Who are these people? Yeah. There will be some Iceland-related questions, but most of them will just be really random. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Yes. I've got a question for you, Sonia. Yes. What's one of the most fun... Fun? Fun. Fun. What's one of the most fun childhood memories that you have? I think, honestly, like, from the top of my head, like, something I always remember is actually the night or, like, the morning that we'd go to Iceland as a family from California. Because we'd always have to leave in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So we would always, like, wake up, you know, like, maybe at two in the morning. Yeah. And I remember, like, I would often take a shower. So we would all take showers and, like, we had an outdoor shower. So it was dark and it was just fun and we would, like, drive to the airport and 
I always remember just being so excited to come to Iceland. Mm. Is, oh, that is so lovely. Like coming the airplane, it was just like, I don't know, such but a good the, vibe. The journey from California to Iceland is pretty yeah. intense. Yeah, and at that time, like, yeah, we were always doing different routes, but it was a long, long trip. Mm. But I always thought it was so fun to go into, like, go to the airport and in the airplane. and It's just exciting. Yeah. I often, like, I have really clear memories of the drive from Keflavik to Reykjavik. Yeah. Like, it's the... F- it's kind of the first like experience that you get when you land in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of like it's brutal landscape. True. It's so stark and it's yeah. so different from anything. So true. And it's like the sense of anticip- anticipation of like arriving somewhere. It's like yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Do you have a favorite childhood memory? I think like when I look back on my childhood, the most fun I had was when I moved to Portugal aged eight no age six and like I don't I don't have very very clear memories but it's like they're like Mm sun-drenched memories yeah I don't know if that makes sense but like we like I I was moving from Norway which was kind of like cold and rainy where we lived um to Portugal and um like one memory that I had, we laughed and laughed and laughed. So we arrived in Portugal. We didn't know where we were going to live. So it was me, my mum, my dad, my aunt and my brother. And we stayed on this campsite in a bungalow, which we called the Lungabo. <laughs> because we were so young, <laughs> Hannes was three yeah. and he like, we, we just called it the Lungabo. And I remember there was like one of, like I remember laughing so hard. There were mosquitoes everywhere. And like Hannes like was like jumping around like super hyper and he like whacked his head on the side of the Lungabo. <laughs> and um, we like convinced him that he'd managed to like smash a mosquito yeah. with his head. Oh. So he like his tears turned to like laughter. Everyone was laughing. And I don't know, it's just like a really random memory I have that just oh. makes me really happy. Oh. And I just remember like, I don't know, I think age six to eight is just a really fun time yeah. to be alive and like true. I think that's like playing and I think it's around the time that you start to remember like it's like yeah. the first memories. Yeah. I think. I think around this time. They're such precious memories. Yeah. I can remember like really, really like clear things like the smell of eucalyptus plants, like on the way to school and yeah. like we I went to school oh, in like that a sounds nice. Yeah, I went to school in like a it was an it was a nunnery. Mm-hmm just bizarre like everything was just everything was so different and so exciting and like love it yeah good (laughs) memories from Portugal (laughs) how about this one okay if you were an animal (laughs) what would you be okay this is a sensitive subject for me (laughs) (laughs) um so like when people used to ask me this in the past I would be like well like obviously like a cheetah or like a lioness what do you mean (laughs) um and this one time i went to this uh festival also in portugal actually unrelated um and it was like kind of like this hippie festival loads of like workshops workshops going on there was like a meditation tent like a yoga thing like it was like really really fun and so we decided to go to this um spirit animal Mm -hmm. workshop and they were like yes, come here, like do this meditation and like discover and connect with your spirit animal. I was like, great, like cannot wait <laughs> to meet my cheetah yeah, or whatever. Exactly. So we like lay down and like we like get ready to do this uh, meditation. And he's like, take, the guy is like taking us through this meditation and like everything is great. And like, and suddenly I see 
this like really clear image of like a cow's eye. A cow, just a just a cow, just a cow, just a cow's eye. It was like like a, like a close up image of a cow <laughs> focusing on the eye, and I was like, no, 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 <laughs> like keep Next. it moving, keep it moving. Like this is done. You've got somebody, the wrong girl. Yeah. Like somebody's missing a cow here somewhere. Like someone pick up your cow, <laughs> and like this image just kept getting clearer and clearer of this cow. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> So you're I a cow. Believe it. So I'm like, I'm a cow, <laughs> but like, I'm not happy about it. No, they're very, but, very holy in India. True. To some people, they're very holy. And like people, people have been trying to convince me that it's a good thing. I'm not sure about it. Yeah. Aren't they like, they give milk. <laughs> milk. <laughs> they feed the world. Yeah. True. Unless you're vegan. We should be, yeah. It's, it's like. milk, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. But like, I'm trying to think about like, I mean, the eye was very beautiful. Yeah. They are beautiful animals. Mm-hmm. They smell, but are that's you calling fine. yourself beautiful? No, just- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to convince yeah, myself. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was just kind of disappointed about that. No. And yeah, maybe if you go again, it'll be something different. I'll try again, yeah. Maybe the, the guy was just like, I mean... It, he was just joking. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What do you think you are? I mean... And this is the thing. Now you're going to choose something really cool. Yeah, exactly. But you can't, you no. know? No, but I, I have like... I had, had a friend idea. once tell me what my animal was and I was so offended oh my god tell me <laughs> a ferret oh my god they're quite cute Sonia <laughs> I was like I feel like she was just having an evil moment she was just like she wanted yeah, to ferret, Sonia and what are you gonna do with it like what what does what do they do what does a ferret do <laughs> do they live under the ground I honestly don't even know but like I think it's Timon in Lion King is actually a ferret or what maybe should we look it up and see what a ferret does? Oh my god! It's this. It's the. It's oh a mammal belonging Lord. to the same genus as the weasel. Oh god! This is not flattering. Okay, that one's pretty cute. There's this one's cute. If you like that kind of thing, <laughs> they can make great pets. Apparently. Oh my god! It's probably because I have like a small face and small head. Like <laughs> yeah, that probably has something to do with it. That's probably it. Okay, here's the question: mm-hmm. If you had never come to Iceland. What do you think you'd be doing now? Well, that's a really good question. I don't know if I would have gone and gotten my master's. I'm not sure. No. Was the decision to come to Iceland like really like... Impulsive. Yeah. Really impulsive. Was it? Yeah. So impulsive. And I was planning to be here for just a year. And then... Yeah, exactly. End up... Yeah. Just like, so what made you decide to come? I just, I had just graduated and like my aunt and uncle had visited us in California and they just invited me to come live with them and were just like, you should just come and check it out. And I could have either decided to apply for jobs or just go to Iceland. You mean apply for for jobs in the US? In the US, yeah. Yeah. So I just graduated with my bachelor's degree. Yeah. And it's like not so common in the States to go right away and get your master's degree. So it's like very common for people to just have a bachelor's degree and then start working. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I was like not really happy. I studied public health Mm -hmm. and I was not really happy with how underfunded it is in the States. And I was like, didn't really want to work. I had worked in some public health areas and it was just like a little bit depressing because it's like you won't do anything. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not a, it doesn't function that well. 
at least like where I was. And I was just, I knew I wanted to do my master's and I was like, why don't I just go to Iceland? Mm -hmm. And did you feel like you kind of needed a year off or like a year to think or something? I definitely felt like that. And I thought it was such a good opportunity that I can go and live with my aunt for a year and just like try it out. There was like nothing to lose. Mm. And it was really, it felt like it was my, you know, it was just like the best opportunity for me to do it. It's like, I don't really have any strings attached no. to California at all, except for my parents and my sister. But like, I wasn't in a relationship. Mm. Um, and it was like kind of the first time I really felt like I could just make all the decisions just, just for me. Right. Like I had no baggage at all. Yeah. Like, and that was really ni like nice and yeah. felt so free. And then, yeah, I came here and now I'm here like four and exactly. a half years later. Left. <gasps> and then just like one thing kind of like led to the next. Mm -hmm. And but isn't it crazy how like decisions like that you feel like you just make them in a second yeah. and like your whole life has changed. True. But what was the question, anyways? Um, the question was, oh, yeah. if you, you didn't never, yeah. come to Iceland, what do you think you'd be doing? Mm -hmm. I didn't really answer that. Um, I think I would probably just be, like, maybe I would be, if I had to, like, paint a picture, maybe I'd be living in, like, a city where I have friends that I grew up with yeah. in and have a job that I liked, <laughs> maybe. Hopefully. I would probably be single. Like, I think that... I think so. Yeah, I think that a lot of people, or, like, most of my friends now living in the States are single. Hard to say. It's really hard to say. I really don't see my life there at oh. all. Like I can't even like picture what it would have been like. And I, it's kind of nice though that I, I don't. You're not looking back and thinking, oh. No, I, I, I think right when I, after I left the first couple of years, I was thinking like this. I had mm. this fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. um, and like people were, you know, passing by me quickly because they were already working. And I was kind of like in a random job here in Iceland and yeah. not really doing anything that like was like in my career focus yeah um but yeah but now i don't think about it at all no and i'm like just happy to be here but what about you i think i would probably i think i would have probably have gone to spain mm -hmm. so i went to spain during my undergrad i went to seville and i uh loved it so much yeah as another like sun drenched memory i think i like the sun like <laughs> i don't know what's going on um yeah, I loved it there. Really, really loved it there. And I was considering doing my master's there. Um, and I guess I would probably just be living there. I probably would have come back because of COVID. That's a, that's another thing. I probably would have just like come back home because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I think I've, I'm really lucky because I have like like a place to live here. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have to like, I didn't have to come home during COVID. Um, but yeah, like my decision to come to Iceland was also super spontaneous. I can like pinpoint exactly when it happened. Um, it happened when like me and my dad, we were at home in Oxfordshire and we like just decided to go for a drink, just me and him. And um, we were talking about everything. We just, we were just having one of those big conversations mm -hmm. and he was talking about, um, Iceland and this like apartment that he, you know, inherited and like he hasn't lived here for many years and he was kind of like a little bit you know he was like I don't know what to do with this apartment nobody's in Iceland you know it needs so much work as well like I don't know really what to do with it do we have to sell it or something and I just like like in that moment I was like I could go like I could go it was like I had one more year of university and um I just decided and he was like and then and like at, at the pub I started looking up master's degrees and like yeah. 
Had, um, had you decided you were going to do a master's degree before? Or was that just kind of like you're coming to Iceland? Yeah, not necessarily. I wasn't, I didn't have to do a master's degree. Yeah. I like, it was a good thing to do whilst I was in Iceland. Like it was a good like anchor whilst I moved mm-hmm, to Iceland, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like the main reason I moved to Iceland. No. And I was, um, yeah, but like I was thinking that's because I also really wanted to travel. I really yeah. wanted to travel yeah. and I'm a photographer and I really wanted to be able to work as a photographer. And I do like, couples and weddings and that kind of thing and I really wanted to do it in like somewhere other than England so I was thinking like Spain and those islands there mm-hmm. or Iceland it's like the perfect place so like everything just kind of like came together in that moment and I was like that's it like mm-hmm. it makes so much sense yeah. why not mm-hmm. and it was an opportunity to like connect with the Icelandic part of my family which I hadn't really like well, not my family, but like the Icelandic part of my identity. Yeah. Because I'm half Icelandic. Mm-hmm. But I had never really acknowledged it or explored it. Like we came and visited, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a big part of who I was. And I didn't speak the language and anything like that. So I was like, why not? Like come and see what it's about. Like tap into that part of me, you know? Yeah. And yeah, so a year later, and like from that from that moment on, it was like set. Mm-hmm. Um yeah again to answer the question (laughs) what was the question what would I be doing so yeah I probably would have um I think I still had this like travel bug so I would have found somewhere to go yeah probably done a master's um probably continued with my photography somebody somewhere else Mm -hmm. um but yeah strange to think like I often think like what if I hadn't gone for that drink with my dad on that day Mm -hmm. wild okay I have a question for you what's the worst Icelandic food you've ever tasted and don't you dare say brøttarta <laughs> because i know you haven't tasted it <laughs> okay once i've tasted with my eyes is brøttarta <laughs> <laughs> something else um i mean i really don't like is it kaiva yeah that's just pate kaiva yeah kaiva don't you like that i no oh. and they you know they like one like this yeah it's liverpilsa liverpilsa that's like dog food to me <laughs> what? you would get on with my mum really? do you know what oh my god she- this is hilarious when my mum so my mum first came to Iceland probably 20 years ago with my dad yeah <laughs> and my dad told her it was hedgehog meat oh my <laughs> she was like what how oh does he, I wonder how he came up with that like if he came up it kind of looks spot. a little bit like a hedgehog without the spikes <laughs> So in our house, it's referred to as hedgehog meat. Oh my God. <laughs> Does your dad eat it at home? Yeah, he loves it. So That's every so time funny. he comes to Iceland, we go to Bonus and we like stock up on the most Icelandic foods you can yeah. find. Like that, ca- like caviar in a tube, silt, yeah. harfiskur, uh, skir. Yeah. But yeah, livra pilsam, I have a, I have an issue with it also. I feel like anytime it's like, okay, other than salami, but like a mixture of just like, it's just like an, you don't even know what it is and it's meat like some kind of I'm just I steer clear yeah and this is just one of them I remember like yeah working when I was working at Lekskole and like the, all the little kids just love this and I'm like how on earth are they mm-hmm. eating this like I couldn't even I wouldn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole or something like <laughs> to be fair I like I see where you're coming from it's not the nicest but if you fry it it's much better interesting what is your least favorite Icelandic food so one time it was probably like six years ago. I came to Iceland uh, just on a holiday. Mm-hmm. It was like the first holiday that I came on without my family. And one of my cousins, who's just a few years older than me, he like 
basically took took me and my friend like out and he like like bought us food and he bought like have you ever seen it in bonus it's like the the head of a lamb oh i've seen it you've seen it <laughs> i also wouldn't touch that with a long pole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like he he got this like he yeah i got this lamb head Oh, this is so disgusting. Ew. <laughs> did so you dis- eat it? Yes, I did. Uh, I was 18 and like impressionable. And he asked me, he was like, if you, <laughs> if you're really Icelandic, you'll eat this eye. You're like, okay, I'll eyeball. do it. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. You ate the eyeball? I ate the eyeball. So bad. It was so bad. It was exactly Ew. how you would, <laughs> it's exactly how you would imagine an eyeball to feel like in your mouth. <sighs> Ugh. It like burst in my mouth. Anyway, that's the end of that story. I lived with my, when I first moved here, I lived with my aunt. Yeah. And like, sometimes when I come home late from work and I would open up the fridge, it would just be like sitting on a plate and I would, it was, how is, how do people eat this? I've heard people like it too. Like apparently the meat on the actual like face. Yeah. Is actually very good. And, but like you're, you have like a head on your plate. I just like, yeah, that I just mean, automatically takes away my whole appetite. Yeah, I know. But, you're you know, looking. it's like kind of cognitive dissonance because we'll eat everything else. Yeah, you know, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 but I, have, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. I'm just making the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's so true. But it's crazy. But, you know, in, in you know, hundreds of years ago in Iceland, you didn't like get to choose. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to eat what you had. That's why everything is like sour and preserved and like true. dried because you ha- had to last the winter. Yeah. Thorblot. Yeah. I've still never been to a Thorablot. Can you explain what it is? It's basically what you just said, like taking yeah. all of these foods that people ate back in the back in the day when there was nothing else. Mm. Uh, these sour foods, like mm. for example, sour whale, shark. Shark. Um, yeah, I think it's shark, maybe not whale. Whale balls, I know that that's one oh thing. Oh God. There's this like... Whale balls. Yeah. Um, a lot of sour things, like everything sour. Um, and raw um but it's like a feast it's like it's like a party isn't it yeah it's like a party but it's funny i when i was at i was at a party last year or like this year actually no yeah last year we didn't have it this year yeah because covid but um just like watching the middle-aged people eating it like pretending to like it but but maybe they do like it it's very clear on their faces that they don't like it. But it's like it's like a show-off thing. Okay, it's like, look how many whale balls I can eat. My boyfriend and I, Danne, we were just like watching his mom eating it. And we were like, there's not a chance she likes it. But then we asked her, she's like, mm. yeah, exactly. It's, mm, it's really good. And we we're like, <laughs> you guys are lying. Like, this is not good. This is not good. But I think you probably get caught up in like the party. If you've been doing this for 50 years yeah. and you just like... This is what you do in February. Let me ask you, what is your favorite Icelandic word? Ooh. I think so far, my favorite Icelandic word is, and I don't know if I could pronounce it, fiddrildi. I think it's like a really beautiful word. I think it's a really nice one. Fiddrildi. It's probably one of my favorite also. It means um, butterfly. Mm -hmm. And I remember it because I used to, when we used to come to Iceland when I was a kid, my cousin, I like asked him what the most difficult word to pronounce would be. Yeah. And he told me that word. That's so f- and I was like, I was like, I will learn it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's really beautiful and delicate and yeah. cute. So it's also 
the most difficult word for you to pronounce? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's like fiðrildi. Like it's like there's loads of fiðrildi. I think I find fiðrildi. I think I find like eth and r really hard to pronounce together. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Mm. What about you? Um so my favorite word I mean I always just like this word because I think it's so cute. Nopli. 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 I like it. Belly button. That's actually yeah, that's Nopli. cute. I think it's so much cuter than belly button. Belly button's kind of gross. Belly button. Yeah. Ew. Nopli. Belly button. Belly button. Nopli. So nice. Oh, Sonia. Yeah. What's one thing most people don't know about you? Mm, I would have to say, like, there's probably a lot of things people don't know. Yeah, about it's me. not like we're famous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most people don't know anything yeah. about us. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. I would say, like, one thing, just a simple thing that most people don't know about me is, like, my sense in music. Mm-hmm. My sense of music style. Is mm-hmm. that a thing to say? Sense of music style? My music style. Music taste. Music taste. My yeah. taste in music. Yeah, Thank you. Go. My taste in there music. Um, I think I might come off as, like, a, a Jack Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> country girl. <laughs> yeah, and I'm absolutely not a country girl. Like, not a chance. <laughs> I'm much more of a hip hop rap girl. You know? Ooh, I like like indie soul hip hop like To be fair, you do have really good music taste. I'm I, always very impressed. I'm really into like yeah. You always but play I stuff that I don't know. Really? Yeah. I find I think it's I'm on Spotify all day long at mm-hmm. work basically and always listening to like my Discover Weekly. So I I have That's so really many good. random different artists that I listen to. Yeah. But yeah. Are you one of these people that makes like really organized playlists on your Spotify? No. If so, I'm gonna have to like get in- involved because I'm not that good organized. No. I'm I I've tried like I've also tried to organize them just by like I just will have like the year so like have like 2021 and then I'll do each month like a new playlist. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And then like I just move after once I get to February, I just mm. move that January playlist into like 2021, and then like it just mm. grows. So like at the end of the year. I have like all the months the in 2021. And then you have like the music of your year. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Icelandic song? Hmm. I just listened to this Icelandic song. I mean, I do have some favorite Icelandic songs and mm-hmm. I, I, I typically like, I do like this um, Guðrún or yeah. GDRN. I like her. Mm-hmm. But I just listened to this new song um, by Gukusar. I, s- I sent it to you. Yeah. Glare Dukan. It's a really nice song. What I, kind of style is it? Um, It is maybe, it's kind of like indie, like I would say like indie electronic-ish. Like, nice. But s- not techno. Like smooth and smooth, like relaxed. Yeah. It's definitely a relaxed song, but it's really beautiful. Yeah. And I think she's a relatively young, up, an upcoming artist. Yeah. What about you? I think I also have a lot of really like a lot of favorites, but I think one that I find really like touching. Yeah. It's called Thorpith, uh, which means like a little little village, mm-hmm. and it's with um, it's by Bubby Mortens and Mugison. Um, it's a duet, mm-hmm. and it's a song about like a little village in like I think it's in the west of Iceland, and how like how everyone has basically left 
come down south to Reykjavik and the village is kind of like drying out and like mm. it's just old people there and people have left to follow their dreams but the like village is kind of mm. like yeah drying out and I just it's like a really really beautiful duet mm. and I like it because it's kind of I don't know it's like it's probably happens to a lot of these like little provincial towns yeah that's a deep it's deep, man. <laughs> but it's really, really beautiful. Yeah, I have to listen to it. I haven't, I haven't listened to it. I mm. usually like, I, like dissociate with Bobby because oh. I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, this, this is a type of song that like everyone will sing and I won't know at a party. So I'm like, mm, steer clear, but stay away from it. Yeah, but it's, I need to, yeah, maybe. I'm slowly getting into Bobby. I think like he's like, I think his lyrics are probably the most important thing. So I, yeah. I think until you like are ready to listen to the lyrics and like figure out what he's saying it's like yeah but i think he's he's a great poet you listen to lyrics a lot when you're listening to music yeah yeah i think so yeah i think most of the time and like that's another thing i think music is um a really fun way to like learn icelandic or Mm -hmm. learn a language generally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know there's something about if you're singing lyrics you're not thinking so much about like the pronunciation no I've, I've been told like when I'm like singing, my pronunciation is like flawless because yeah. you're you're not thinking about the like words, you're just mm-hmm. like making the sounds and like yeah, it's interesting. Like when I'm listening to music, I I very rarely listen to any lyrics. Like I'm just listening to the sounds. Oh really? All the time. Like I see colors and stuff instead of I don't. I'm not that good at words actually. Like I'm not a very big thing, word person. I'm much more color and like sounds and like yeah drawing. So. so do you like, do you see, uh, does, do you have, does a song have a color to you? To me, it, they do have colors, yeah. Like, oh, you're just like Billie Eilish. Does she, is she also she like this? That. It's, a, it's a thing, it's called synesthesia. Okay. So like when you see sounds have colors, it's like when your like senses kind of. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's not always though for me. It depends on the songs. Like mm. if a song, if I don't like a song, it's usually if I like like a song mm-hmm. that I can. I, it's a color to me and maybe that's just because like I associate that color with a certain feeling yeah and then I associate the song with a feeling too I'm not sure okay so fun. I'm not sure if I'm as special as Billie Eilish yeah you are babe. I don't know if I have this like I think I know what you're talking about I don't know I think if I it's have like it, a, it's like a condition condition yeah, I've heard of it it sounds really cool though I'd be down to have it but <laughs> it makes you super creative and like true yeah okay question what has been your biggest lesson since moving to Iceland? Honestly, I think my biggest lesson is, you know, don't feel pressured to lear- have to learn Icelandic. Ooh, just that's like, a good one. Like I just, it happened to me just the other day. Um, like I think my mom was even saying something like, oh yeah, Sonia hasn't really cared about learning Icelandic that much, something like that. And I said, so I had, I, I mean, what I had to tell her is that I had other kind of priorities that meant more to me, mm-hmm. and I realized that I I really didn't want to lose myself completely. Like, I wanted to learn Icelandic, but on my own pace. Yeah, and I wanted to do it in a way where I, you know, enjoyed it, and I didn't want to feel like obligated to learn it just because I'm living here and because everyone else is telling me that I need to like completely stop speaking English altogether yeah. and just like you know, dive in. Mm. Um, so I think like my biggest lesson living here, I mean, I, it's just, I, I like, I remember you, myself. Yeah, yeah. I remember you like telling me that because I came like two years after you. Yeah. And so 
I think I went through everything like like I need to learn Icelandic oh my god it's been six months and I don't know anything and like I remember like yeah talking about it with you a lot and you were always like just like don't let it ruin your time yeah like there are other things that you need to learn mm-hmm. being in Iceland it's not just about the language mm. and it's not worth you know like losing yourself yeah in the process like I felt like the lowest of the low the first year of living in Iceland and I yeah. think part of it is was I was just in yeah like a lot of settings where I was kind of forcing myself to speak Icelandic even though I couldn't really speak yeah. Icelandic yeah. and I just felt yeah so you know my confidence level decreased so much mm. just it's in this not one year it. and I was like what am I doing to myself yeah and I, I was hearing from everybody, like, it will be much easier if you just do it in the beginning and then, like, later on. And I was like, okay, this is not really... As I'm, in, like, you, like study really hard and then, yeah. yeah. Just, like, it's going to be a really hard couple of years at first, but then it will be, then it will pay off. And maybe it would have, like, but I'm just, like, I'm happy that I decided not to do that and just listen to myself and... Take the pressure off. Yeah, take the pressure off and... I had so many other ways I wanted to grow myself. I mean, I came here when I was like 21 or 22 or something and like had no idea what I want to do with my career. And yeah, that's like way more important to figure those questions out rather than like figure out how to speak Icelandic perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like there was something, just other priorities. And and that's something for me to decide Mm -hmm. and not take little comments from every direction about how I should be speaking Icelandic with like mm. so-and-so I just was like okay thank you for your input <laughs> yeah thank you but no thank you thanks, basically no thanks that doesn't suit me <gasps> and I guess like maybe going back to the fact that like we're both quite competitive like when yeah. I when I first yeah. arrived I like somebody said oh I know somebody who learned like Icelandic in two weeks and I was like then this is like a clearly a genius but I was like okay well if he can do it like <laughs> yeah I can do it in like two months or yeah, like yeah. six months or a year yeah um, and I think it's like that's a really really good point it's like do it on your terms mm-hmm. this is your journey it's like you're not speaking for the sake of anyone else no exactly what about you do you have like it mm, like I think I think this lesson yeah. like a variation of this lesson I like I have these epiphanies every now and then with regards to the Icelandic language it's like sometimes I like I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable with my crappy Icelandic. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, hold on, like, what do you mean? Like, you, you, you're not making anyone feel uncomfortable. Just say what you want to say. If they understand you, great. Like, people don't think that you're stupid if you speak bad Icelandic. Mm-hmm. You're the one learning another language, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, like, I totally agree with everything you said. Um, but I think for me, the biggest lesson that I've had... And it's like a lesson that I'm still like working through to like really let it sink in mm-hmm. is that like things like there isn't a timeline for anything. Mm-hmm. There isn't like one way to do it. There isn't a time when you should be doing this, a time when you should be doing that. Um, and I think that's like something that's quite hard for me to swallow because I think in my life things have just been like lined up. You go from this to this to this. Like I haven't had very many periods of my life where I'm not working towards a goal or like not like achieving the next thing or and I don't think life is like that yeah. like not that I have like a wealth of yeah. knowledge and experience but like there isn't one way to do things no and I mean like I think that most of us are conditioned to 
be like this because of how school is. Yeah. And, like how we go through, you know, like we go to high school. It's just like you are in school. So there's always something mm-hmm. to your 18 or maybe it's a bit older in other yeah. countries. But then and then you go to university. Mm-hmm. You're wor- you were working towards university when you were in mm-hmm. high school. Then when you're in university, you're working towards like a job. But then like what once you, you get to a job, job. Yeah, exactly. Then you're like, this is my life. Yeah. And like, what am I doing? Yeah. And like, for what? <laughs> like, for who? What's the point? Who am I trying to impress? Exactly. Like, with these things. Like, it's your life. Like, yeah. What are you working towards if you're not happy? It's like exactly, but I still like I still find it difficult to like when I'm comparing myself to other people and where other people are in their lives, and I have to have like monthly pep talks with myself and be like, stop it, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I think it also, I think if you've sorry if you've moved to Iceland (laughs) from somewhere else, you're not doing life the way everyone does life. True. Uh, and I think that's, I have to remind myself that that's like a really positive True. thing. True. I think you are doing this really well by like living on this, you know, with this, um, you know, in mind of not yeah. being on a timeline because you, you know, you got your degree, mm-hmm. you came, got your master's mm-hmm. and then you realize like design is your passion. Yeah. Or you, like the things that I've done before are not my passion. Yeah, exactly. You know? And you were so quick to just kind of decide that that you were like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go back to get my bachelor's in mm-hmm. like graphic design. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, I think it's, it's what, two or three years of your life. Yeah. And it's so cool that you were able to figure out what you wanted to do because instead of working for 10 years, maybe in a job you didn't like and then realizing it. Yeah. It's like, I have to keep reminding myself of that because I, I like on bad days, I feel like, oh my God, like, Again, like yeah. again, but then, you know, my mom's gone to school. She was 50 yeah. when she like retrained, you know, yeah. it's like there is no timeline. <gasps> and, um, exactly. I think Iceland taught that to me. Yeah. I need to keep this in mind though, too. I think it's really important. So thank you. I think we covered everything. Maybe you know a little bit more about us now. Hopefully. And we'll be back next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.